welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. What is up, podcast world? We are back in the podcast studio. It's been a while. It has been. It's been a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just kind of went MIA, but you know, because there's been some cool changes. Um, maybe we should kick off the podcast by, you know, everyone knows the lovely Anna Grace Carrick. However, she is different today. We view her different. No, I'm just kidding. Completely different. (laughs) Completely differently. No, she has just been hired on staff here at Olive as, do you want to explain it to him? Grace, you explain it. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. Um, yes, I've just been hired as the Next Gen Girls Ministry Associate. Woo! And so that means I get to be with middle school, high school, and college, and helping Chad, Chris, and Tim with communicating and planning and um, discipling as well, and seeing <sighs> how I can uh, pour into girls in middle school, high school, and college. So I am so excited. We, so, so excited. we literally couldn't think of yeah. like a better fit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Anna Grace is just so, you know, like you've invested a lot into your skill, but you're very talented and very good at administration, but you're also, you've got such a heart of service and such a heart for discipleship. So it's, yeah. it's going to be amazing. You're going to thrive gonna in this role. Thank you. Taking us to new levels. Woo. She's already better than Chad, Chris, and I. What? You learned that. She's showing up. She's showing up earlier, staying later. No. You know. <laughs> the first day she this. comes in her blazer. Well, the first day she showed up, like I'm in like a black t-shirt or so. I don't remember. <laughs> and she shows up. She's got like a business blazer on. I'm like, okay, okay, taking yeah. us to new levels. Classy, you know. Yeah. Be dressed for the job you want. Absolutely. So. Hmm. Mm, Not. It. Should go change. Okay. <laughs> What if you're doing the job you want? Well, then, and then I guess you just dress, dress for the job you have. Then <laughs> dress for the job you like, have. Today, though, you're not in a blazer, so what does that say? That's saying? true. Um, it's a podcast day, so I just wanted to be relaxed and ready to go. So I didn't cool. wear my blazer today because this is more of a, like, a relaxed, chill vibe. I like it. Yeah. I like it. But ladies listening, seriously, uh, Anna Grace is, is going to be ready to help you. Mm-hmm. Any conversations you need to have, things like that. Obviously, Grace as well, but um, you'll see. Yeah, Grace says no. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Wow. No conversations. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's going to be really awesome, so excited. Yes, it's going to be a really cool thing to watch you grow into this and shape it and just the people that you're going to reach through it. But mm-hmm. yes, if you guys truly have the time, we'll make the time to come chat with Anna Grace. Yeah, she will do. take you to coffee. I she will. will take you to coffee. On her. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do yes. the crossroads budget. So it should oh, be good. thank you, yeah. Tim. There oh, we go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, okay. All of a sudden, I was like... She was panicking. I know. I was like, oh, I don't know. No. I, I like, will take you to coffee. Whatever you want. And guys listening, I will take you to coffee if you if you want to as well. Maybe. So, depending on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I will say, guys are... Guys, guys, 
drop their plans a lot. I don't know if girls are the same with y'all, but we're planners, so yeah. it's like we'll we'll pencil pencil you in like five months later. <laughs> well, like fifty to sixty percent of the, I feel like the times guys set up lunch or coffee, they hit you up with a text like a day or two. Oh, bro, I'm so sorry, I forgot. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm able to be much less spontaneous with the little guy at home now. So this is true. Um, I yeah, definitely appreciate planning more than I used to. <laughs> Structure is good, mm-hmm. you it know. Is. This is why we have Anna Grace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're excited. It's going to be some good days. For sure. So, I mean, you mentioned that Anna Grace was going to grab coffee, and I was just like, yes. And then all of a sudden I thought, wow, I'm I'm such a yes man. Like, man, like, people pleasing, mm-hmm. maybe. Well, have you ever, problem. like... <laughs> Don't you agree? Everyone say say yes. 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 I mean, there's different types of people pleasing. There's, okay, here's something. I've noticed this doing young adults ministry. This is one of the biggest statements I hear. Mm. I just don't know how to say no. Like, like again and again, people, I just don't want to say, well, I'm not interested in him at all. I just don't know how to say no. Or, I'm not interested in her at all. I just... (laughs) And, I mean, you hear that kind of in the dating world, but yeah. then you also hear that, like, in just, like, the Christian life. I hear it so much. I feel like our generation mm-hmm. struggles to, like, communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm kind of interested what you guys think the reasons are for that. Because I don't think it's just, like, a, I'm a super nice person. I think there's some deep-seated... I I think it could be that they are afraid of offending someone or they're afraid that it's going to totally change the their view of that person in their or not their view but that person's view of them if they say no or it's going to cut that relationship right there and so they're afraid that that no is going to have a much bigger impact than it probably will have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I just I think it's an idol, mm-hmm. truly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we care. At, I mean, I'm just going to say it for myself. I think I care way more about what other people mm-hmm. maybe think of me rather than God. And, like, I do care what God thinks. Mm-hmm. But I think when I struggle to be able to say no, then, you know, and become exhausted over, mm-hmm. you know, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. I committed to, you know, that's me trying to take the place and have almost the God complex of like, no, I I am a limited human being Mm -hmm. who doesn't have infinite resources like God does, but I don't have the ability to say no to this person Mm -hmm. because I'm afraid of what they think of me, or Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that they're going to think I'm a lesser person because I can't take this on. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think a lot of times we we clothe things in like a a false humility, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. it's like, man, I just I'm a someone who just can't say no because I'm so loving. But like right. as you explain, Grace, a lot of times, at least in my life, it's it's the opposite of that. It's I'm constructing very harmful structures of meaning in my life. Mm-hmm. So it's like mm-hmm. um, if you know, there's false identity structures that we build up. And I think one of those is is other people, you know, what they think of us. Right. Um, and especially, like, kind of in the Christian subculture, I think we do that a lot. Um, because you see all the, 
the command of the scripture to be unified, to love your brother. I mean, we talked about it on Tuesday, mm-hmm. what it means to love one another. Um, but I, then I think we take kind of the culture's view of love, which really yeah. revolves mainly around like acceptance mm-hmm. and celebration. Mm-hmm. So like, well, if I say no, or I don't come through for this person, or if I stand by my conviction, they're not going to accept, celebrate, tolerate me. Or that's what, that's what we yeah. think. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Which opens up a whole nother can of worms of, you know, the Bible is constantly calling us to unity and to reconciliation. And so what is the balance between, you know, simply being avoidant and people pleasing, you know, to follow that path of least resistance Mm -hmm. and also, you know, having that that boundary um, towards you know, what God has called you to do. I was reading a little bit of um, the book Boundaries mm. last week and just I the... Know someone else who read that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Grace knows someone else who I read know. that. I know. I'm like, okay, here's the... Uh, the... I saw Tim and Coffee oh guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, the... I'm like, dude, how's it going? He's like, just reading Boundaries. He was I... about to do a small group on Boundaries, yep. but... So yeah. he made me want to read it now. So mm-hmm. yeah, I was encouraging him on that, but he was like, "I think I'm gonna try out this book, Boundaries." And I was like, "It's an amazing book. It's really, really mm-hmm. good." So I've had it on my shelf for a while, and I'm like, oh, "I should probably read that." But mm-hmm. see, it didn't sound that interesting, but now I'm like, "I want to read." You haven't read no, it? No, I'm sorry. <gasps> I feel ashamed. That's okay. I probably I mean, shouldn't I talk to us this combo. So go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've only read like three chapters. So, it's so good. I'm no. Um, Better expert. not have counted on your Goodreads. Then. I have not even okay. put it on there. Yet. Whoa, okay. whoa, um, whoa! Right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know where I was going with that thought now, but um, anyways, boundaries might be a good book to read. But no, I think going along with what you said of setting boundaries and, but then also being able to. Um, still have that relationship and not totally maybe canceling that person finding that reconciliation is um you we have to have boundaries in order to give ourselves to the place that we're at so if we yes. constantly are saying yes to things then we're not going to be totally there because our schedules are going to be so full right and we aren't going to be rested ourselves because we're constantly going to the next thing or thinking about the next thing and so we have to have um the ability to say no to something so that we can be present where we are in, I don't know, that was kind of like a lot there, but. No, yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Galatians one ten. I love it. For am, am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying mm. to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Mm. So with what Annie Grace said, I think a lot of times, you know, and the Apostle Paul's basically saying you you know, he's basically saying what we commonly say, and you hear this nowadays, if you live for people's approval, you'll die by their rejection. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I see a lot is is people read a book like Boundaries, and then they start saying no to the wrong things. Right. Mm-hmm. So then they go, oh, yeah, I'm going to start saying no to service opportunities in the church. I run this right. all the time. Hey, mm-hmm. I need someone to serve. I'm, I'm, I'm learning to say no. And it's like, no, you need to learn to say no to your friend group about going out to dinner four times a week mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you probably need to go home and study. So, you know what I mean? So right. it's right. like, it's, I love how Paul, like approval of, of man or approval of God, you're, you're framing things by God's kingdoms and then you're setting boundaries up so you can flourish into God's mm-hmm. kingdom. You right. Know? 
And I think that's one of the biggest things we need to consider is, Mm -hmm. like, who are we saying yes to, you know, and and why are we saying yes or why are we saying no? Mm -hmm. Because I think the common culture has started to learn to say no to things, you know, and I see sometimes it seeps into the church where it's like people are 20, 21, 22, single, Mm -hmm. should be just giving themselves over to the body of Christ Mm -hmm. to make disciples, to reach the lost. Because they can't say no to their friends or whatever. It's like their life is just like consumed with like obligations and aren't moving them from A to Z, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. For sure. Well, let's talk a little bit too about um, maybe on the opposite pendulum of approval, but reconciliation like you Mm -hmm. touched on that a lot last tuesday on really talking about family dynamics Mm -hmm. um and how do you move into that sphere of reconciliation um especially because you know you might say no to somebody you might set a boundary and they become offended and i think the immediate response is you know like anna grace said like cancel culture where it's just like yeah. okay well mm-hmm. we just drop that friend then you know yeah um we can't just drop people like that's why not well because that's not what jesus would do i mean if i'm going to give that mm-hmm. um answer i guess but also that person has you've got to tell them why you said no or maybe why that relationship stopped explain to them what happened Mm. and be open about it be be honest be vulnerable about it and explain that to them um and then tell them like I had to set a boundary because this was leading to other areas of my life where I wasn't where I was saying yes to this and then it was leading me to say yes to this and um so go back to them and tell them okay I had to set this boundary for a time or even before you set that boundary of maybe cutting off some Mm. Um, cause I know at one point in my life, I was spending a lot of time with a group of friends and I could see areas of my life leading, not where I wanted them to. And so I had to set that boundary of like getting away from them. And so, um, making sure you're telling them, Hey, I'm going to take a little step back and maybe focus on other friend friends, or maybe, uh, focus on other areas of my life. Um, and so I would just say, be honest and communicate with them. Would you say that, um, what kind of led you to that decision to like, were there any motivations of like, Oh, people pleasing or like you just kept saying yes to this person. And then you just were feeling drained. Yeah. I would say there was some people pleasing going on of like wanting to be accepted, wanting Mm -hmm. to um, keep that relationship going. Um, And so that was leading me to saying yes. And then it was draining me because I was having to put on a front of like, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm enjoying this after I said yes, but actually I wasn't Mm -hmm. um, because it was very draining. So people pleasing could be even a layer of self-preservation in a sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Not, and again, like you said, Tim, of not saying yes to the right things and Mm -hmm. not saying, Mm -hmm. you know, and saying no to the wrong thing, you know? Yeah. 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 And I do think, like, the we're called as brothers and sisters to live as a family. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we're primarily called to, like, set boundaries with other believers living on mission with mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I think we're called to live with yeah. an openness there. So mm-hmm. I don't want anyone... 
because I, th- I think this is what happens. You hear these things and then you start applying it to the wrong people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like yes. not, it's not meant to be applied to your D group. Your D right. group's like, mm-hmm. you need to have an open door. Po- I mean, yeah. obviously there's like, how, like if they're showing up at 3 a.m. every night, it's like, okay, like I need to sleep. But <laughs> I think most of us listening need to set boundaries around kind of the other group of mm-hmm. friends that we know mm-hmm. aren't moving us any closer to Christ. Right. And we still need to reach them. But if we're being honest, we're we're being pulled three different directions and you come on Tuesday night and you're all about Jesus there. And then, you know, maybe either in your family or other friend groups. Um, because you mentioned like reconciliation is the goal mm-hmm. with believers in the body of Christ. And um, we don't, have biblical biblical warrant to write off brothers and sisters. Correct. Um, which I think people pleasing actually is the enemy of true reconciliation mm-hmm. because we shy away from the hard conversations right? because we don't want to offend someone. And then we just move young adult ministries, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. because we're like, well, these people aren't helping me or I'm offended so I think, like, with what I agree said, like, honesty is really... Mm-hmm. But you've got to start where, like, reconciliation isn't an option. Right. If that makes sense. Um, and then the, the only person who can stop the reconciliation is the other party, obviously. You know, so you can't do the work on their end. But, like, I see a lot of times it's, like, prevalent in our age group where we gossip about each other, we divide... Mm. And it's like, and then you compile people who just all agree with you together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, that is actually a form of people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Because you've surrounded yourself with people you know will always please, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think like, there's there has to be hard conversations. But part of what I was trying to convey to you tonight is the family of God isn't, like families are difficult, families are hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to be okay with differences of opinion, mm-hmm. differences mm-hmm. of choices. You've got to be okay with some confrontation. Mm-hmm. or and, and then you've got to be okay with people setting different boundaries. And mm-hmm. you need to be able to take a no from someone. You right. need to like give a no to someone. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, you have that really weird family that, like, comes together on Thanksgiving. And there's all these, right. this tension that undergirds everything. Yes. But you're just mm-hmm. being nice. Yes. The politeness. Yeah. Yeah. So... Just say honesty mm-hmm. and, and then just knowing, like, it's not an option to live at odds with a brother and sister. Right. Um, so. Yeah. I think um, my D group and I are going through Ephesians. And, like, what's been cool is we've been seeing, like, Paul's, like, crowning jewel and glory in that book that he's emphasizing is really, like, you know, the Gentiles are part of the Jews now. Like God reconciled these two people groups. Like we are now one. And then out of that oneness, um, there's unity. There's, um, you know, we are one members. Um, let's see in, in chapter four, he's really emphasizing like the body of Christ, how we all Mm -hmm. operate, you know, separately, but together. But what's so cool, um, that we saw last week was that Christ is the head. Like we Mm -hmm. have nurses in our, in our D group. And I was, I was chatting with them about how it's like, you guys know that it's like, if the head is severed, 
Mm-hmm. The whole body mm-hmm. cannot yep. operate. Like it, it just you literally have no life, you know. And Christ being the head and the mind mm-hmm. and the heart of it all is how we operate. Mm-hmm. And then it was just cool to see because you know, we break that down and go like, okay, well, if we're called to, you know, one, you know, one faith, one baptism, one God, one head, you know, and yet it's like, you know, Paul emphasizes unity. It's like, why do we see like two friends who can be best, best friends, like cannot agree on some things, you know? So it's, it has to be that, that spirit, um, induced unity of driving towards more mm-hmm. like Christ of that sanctification mm-hmm. and mission of being a sanctified body of Christ. Okay. Yeah. Unity isn't agreement. Correct. Right. It's just agreement on the right things. Yeah. <laughs> so there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Boom. That is like pretty like basic, you know, there's Jesus, there's one faith in him. You know, there's one bat he's talking about basically the the core kind of creedal elements of the Christian mm-hmm. faith mm-hmm. that almost all Christians are going to agree on. Mm-hmm. When we hear unity, we think someone who has the same preferences, exact theological beliefs, music mm-hmm. tastes, mm-hmm. <laughs> stage <Kumbaya>. of life, <laughs> yeah. uh, Myers-Briggs types. <laughs> like It's just like... And then you just compile people, and then you look in the church, you're like, oh, there's a friend group right there, and they would be a friend group if it had nothing to do with Jesus mm. because they're exactly alike. Mm-hmm. But the cool thing about the unity is, like you said, it's it's the head. The, the Christian family is supposed to stand out, and these people would not all be together except it was for mm. Christ. Yeah, And I'm convinced that, like, uh, any community that is – is built on preferences or just personality types. It's just going to cave in on itself. Yeah. Um, and so we've got to move past like an understanding of agreement that is uh, understanding of unity. That's just agreement. Cause that's mm-hmm. where people pleasing comes yeah. in. Cause then you're in a Christian community and you're like, Oh, and then you're just trying to learn the the Christian speak. Mm-hmm. So you like, you come to, mm-hmm. you come to like your D group and you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, like they're all against this or this right. is, you say, mm-hmm. praise God or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the Christians, oh, you're supposed to like this band. And then you're just, and it's like, you're not going to become a whole person in the image of Jesus by just trying to people please. You've got to pursue mm-hmm. that unity that's going to uh, be messy. That's why confession of sin. Mm-hmm. That's why spurt, exhorting one another, encouraging one another, um, letting other know, others know when you have been offended. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you've got to yeah. do that, you yeah. know? Um, so, no. <laughs> I mean, when's the last, think about it, like, anyone listening, when's the last time that, because I want to ask the question, when's the last time that you've told someone else about someone else offending you? And I think everybody listening, you could name 10 times this past week, you know, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. but when's the last time you actually told you the actually person who offended to you? Person. you know? It's yeah. awkward. I, I yeah. had to do it a couple weeks ago. I said, Did you yeah. really offended me because of this. It's kind of awkward. You kind of, you you feel you're like, now I'm the weak person, you know. It's almost vulnerable because you have to be like, hey, this mm-hmm. this bothered me that you did this. Mm-hmm. And they're now in the position where they can either almost mock you, right. you know, or they can. But that's what being a family is about, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah, yeah. And it's just beautiful how God created that family, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I'm thinking of, and you could probably speak into this, Tim, since you're the married one, like how you work through those things of <laughs> carefully, yes. yeah, yeah. 
but how you guys like you and Andrea like challenge each other mm-hmm. and really you know like can agree to disagree but love each other respectfully through that. Andrea is much better than I am because she'll. I'm someone who like. Um. I'm okay with confrontation, but not like the healthy kind. So I'm okay to just like in the moment, just like start an argument about something that doesn't really matter. But yeah. she's better at being like, okay, like when you did this, it didn't make me feel valued. Or, mm. and I always like try and brush those aside because I'm like, okay, now we're getting awkward. Like we're talking about feelings, and then she's mm. like, no, no, like I need you to listen to me on that. So, she that she's a good example of actually doing that. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, it's the same in marriages. If you're being good friends with each other now, like anybody listening, you're you're gonna make a good spouse. Mm. You know, like there's not a, like there's different dynamics in a in a marriage relationship, obviously, but like learning these skills now, like mm-hmm. it's just the same thing. Like it's not like you're gonna be living with someone and yeah, you've got the romantic love, but it's like you're still gonna have to learn how to deal with disagreements the same way. So if you're someone who struggles with people pleasing you're gonna bring that into marriage you know mm. um oh yeah. oh that's a good one and marriage will help you with that because yes. you have to then be like oh crap <laughs> well you don't need to say that <laughs> <laughs> sorry if that offended anybody <laughs> um Call me. Let me know my course language. Yeah, I don't cancel. Just let don't. me know. Yes. Reconcile. Yes, reconcile. Yeah, but marriage is like marriage just kind of shows, like, oh yeah, I'm not great at confrontation in a healthy manner. Because we can again with the people pleasing, mm-hmm. we can kind of put on just we have that surface where it's like, man, Grace, Grace really annoys me. This is uh, this is hypothetical. It's okay. But I like, annoy myself. Yeah. It's fine. No, no, no. <laughs> or. Or let, let's flip it around because I do hate when people no, do okay. hypotheticals. Okay, no. Well, I do hate when people do hypotheticals and it's like they're using themselves as a good one. So let's do Grace is saying, man, Tim really annoys me, you know, very offended. Something he said on Tuesday night was just abysmal. But Livid. we got to do a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So um, let's break this down real fast, like practically. Okay. Um how do we combat people pleasing practical steps or tips? I mean, I would say one, I mean, we just keep going back to this. Just surround yourself with solid Christ centered truth speaking community Mm -hmm. and being open to allowing that to have the authority of like, Hey, you are, probably overthinking this you are given over to people pleasing and like hey you need to you know mm-hmm. honor christ by going back to that person who offended you or saying no to the right things and yes to the right things mm-hmm. um i would say and this might be the planner in me but like plan out your week and see what you can mm-hmm. what you have that you've already said yes to and then know what you have to say no to mm-hmm. and with that, you'll. I think it'll be a little easier to say no because you'll be able to say, no, I can't do that just because of, like, time that I don't have or, like, look ahead. That way you're not – because I think sometimes when we're saying yes to things, it's because we don't exactly have – we might not have looked that far ahead or know what's on that day. So um, look ahead and know what you can say yes to and what you need to say no to and do an evaluation of, like, 
like Tim said, don't say no to like good, good things mm-hmm. where you're filling your time with, you're like, oh, I'm going to say no to this because it's a church opportunity. Look and see what you have on your schedule already. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be able to say no to maybe the right things. Have a game plan. It's yeah. good. Yeah. All that phenomenal. Only thing I would add is something I heard a while ago that still sticks with me. You've got to be at the spot where you're okay. All you need is to know that you're God's son mm. or you're God's daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, this is with like preaching. It's very hard to not be a people pleaser mm. because you're like, mm. man, like you always want to make it so that everybody mm-hmm. agrees with everything you say, which is impossible, you know? Mm. So I've got to always ask, you know, but then you boil this down to just the Christian life, you know, same thing. Even if everybody hates you, even if everybody turns on you, you've got to have your identity as being mm-hmm. God's son, right? God's daughter. So I've got to ask myself, um, I do this all the time when I'm like, man, I'm putting pressure on myself for this situation or doing this, or it's like you come back to your identity in Christ and it's God, thank you, I'm your son. You know, mm-hmm. help that to be enough. You know, that that's kind of has to be what undergirds all of that. Because mm-hmm. when you bring a secure identity as a son or daughter into, into mm-hmm. the family, then you have a, mm-hmm. a, a um, you're able to minister to each other from a healthy spot and you're mm-hmm. not, when you come starved of affection from the father, then you're, you start looking at the siblings as where mm-hmm. you need to get it from. Mm-hmm. So um, that's actually a decent illustration. That was really good. good. That so, was good. That was good. I should have used that last week. Dang it. Um, again, what are you doing, Anna Grace, what, your first you weekend your after working at Olive? I'm trying to think of what I have planned this weekend. Um, <laughs> my best friend is getting married at the end of the month, and I'm helping her plan the wedding. So <gasps> I think we are going over wedding details Ooh. tomorrow. So that's exciting. And then... Um, my friend Madison is coming down from Auburn on Saturday. Oh, so so that's what my wife's doing Saturday. Yes. I forgot about that. So that's fun. So I'll be Madison, Andre, and Courtney are spending time together. So it'll be good. I love it. I love it. I wonder if I'm supposed to watch all of her. It's like, hmm, do you know where you're talking Forget about that. I'm actually, yeah, because I'm excited because that means Saturday I will probably be at my house alone reading a book, which it sounds incredibly boring, but... That amazing. sounds amazing, honestly. <laughs> the weather's nice, so maybe on the back porch. I may even cut cut our grass for the first time. I love cutting grass. Um, that, I was, that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you guys do. I, I was telling um, my Tim, I was like, he, he likes doing it too. And I think it's just Therapeutic. like. Therapeutic. Yeah, is it just like you guys can decompress and just like, it's just the Well, rhythm. there's no thought and you're done. Yeah. And for me, it's like. It's just, and I'm lucky because our landlord, he has like a commercial. Oh. So I actually mow extra grass just for fun because he lets me use. <laughs> but it's like glorious. You're just, you're going in lines. When you're done, it's very clear you're done. <gasps> yeah. Every time I, I leave like church, satisfying. you know, ministry work, it's like you never feel done. Yeah. You're always like, there's infinite amount of things to do that like every day you're just like, okay, I'm going to stop now and go home. Yeah. As in grass, you're just like. It's done. I it's did done. that. Mm-hmm. And you have I'm the a proof. boss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so you feel super manly, so but, like, you did just, like, a 30-minute job. It's not that much, but you're just you, – I will always, like, walk back in the house after finishing, like, the lawn, and I'm just, like, looking at Andrea, like, all sweaty, and I'm like, 
yeah, just mow the lawn. She's like, yeah, I know you did. I'm like, pretty cool, huh? I just did that. She's like, yeah, you mow the lawn. I know you enjoy doing it. I'm like, oh, okay. They expect you to be like, how man man. But like every guy feels like they're like super masculine for mowing the lawn. I think so. But like everybody mows their lawn. Like, you know, it's so, it's about the time that, of year, first that, time. That so. might be what I'll be doing this weekend is yard work. So, yeah. all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Come Tuesday nights. Come like, subscribe. Please subscribe to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yes. We love making this stuff for you. Okay. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Crossroads podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.